This is DWZ Podcast here, the Leaded WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Gerard here, folks. So, uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, I'm so sorry about last week. Uh, I was supposed to do a podcast episode for all of you, but apparently I couldn't do it. Last week was so effing hot. I was sweating like a grease monkey. I'm like, shit. How in the world did we get this hot? Not to mention, right now, my freaking cat has been, like, nervous the entire time. Like, hiding underneath the table, you know. But, but now I'm here. I'm here, guys. I'm here to do an episode for all of you. I think we're in episode 108. But let's talk about this. And I want to get this out of the way because I know it's been the talk of the discussion since la- this past Sunday. Now, you know what's been going on, guys. What happened in AEW after All Out, there was the altercation between CM Punk and, of course, the Elite. Now, how did this whole thing started? Let's talk about that. Now, we know that at the end of the pay-per-views, um, they do this media scrum where uh, of course they talk about their matches all this and that statistics all of it cm punk went out of his way to diss on colt cabana who he had a history with and and then he dissed hangman adam page but he also disrespected kenny and the young bucks who are serves at the evps of aew now, Khan tried to, Tony Khan tried to tell him to stop, but here's the problem that took place. CM Punk acted like he was in charge. That was the most thing, and this is the problem we had. We need to question about Punk in certain aspects. Now, remember, the same issues took place with him back in WWE. Now, we can all agree, yes, we only heard Punk's story that, oh, WWE's the villains of the entire story. Well, apparently, there's more to the story about that that meets the eye. Now, I was listening recently to the Co- the podcast by Conan, I believe. Um, I forgot what's the name of it. Um, I think Conan's something. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I have it here on my goddamn phone. Oh, yeah. Keeping uh, uh, K-100 with Conan and Disco. Now, they were talking about this thing about Punk. Now, we need to question about this. Now, if you guys remember, there were issues between both CM Punk and WWE in the past. But we need to question, was Triple H right about Punk from the very beginning? Now, we have viewed, like, oh, WWE has been unfair with Punk. We viewed that many times. But we need to question, was he right all along about Punk? Now, there was more information about Punk that I did not know. If you guys remember clearly, Punk made an appearance at this Fox show that, uh, as you know, uh, the Fox Network and WWE are in a partnership with. He showed up doing like this talk host show with uh, Renee and all these other wrestlers. But this is what I, I heard. Um... The Fox Network wants CM Punk back in the ring. But, however, they said no. 
But they said they were willing to pay money out of their own pockets to have Punk back in the ring. But they said no. Now, this is what we need to question. Was Punk really a bad person that he really has an, a major attitude that we didn't know about? Right now, I feel because of this, Tony Khan has lost control. Now, keep in mind, Punk's arrival prompted for Cody Rhodes to leave AEW because they were paying to, uh, Punk way more money than, than Rhodes has. So, we question, okay, maybe that was the problem. Now, this is what took place after Punk did his little uh, press conference. Apparently, what happened? The elite went to uh, the to Punk's dressing room to confront him. Like, the, they get into his face and ask him, "What is your problem?" So, what's going on is they burst. They're, they're saying they burst into the door and this and that, and Punk punched Matt Jackson, and of course, uh, Ace Steel, a friend and trainer of Punk, uh, used a chair and hat and whack Kenny. I mean. Nick and the eye, and of course there was um, Kenny, who was trying to stay uh, try to stay calm, but apparently he tried he took the dog who that was in there away from the altercation. But of course, um, a steel bit Kenny, and all this and the stat. So there was altercation going on that uh, Brandon Cutler was involved, Michael Nakasawa, Pat Buck, and of course um, what's his name. Christopher Daniels. So, things were being out of hand about this. Now, uh, we need to question, is this the same kind of scenario we're seeing with WCW? Because remember, the prisoners were running the asylum. That was what was going on back then. Now, Tony Khan could have handled this a different matter. Something that Conan said that I agree. Now, he would have said, look, you and I need to talk about this behind closed doors. So that kind of went down out of the window, but it didn't happen. But Tony Khan realized things are becoming a mess because of what just took place. And I don't blame Co to uh, Tony Khan for this, but he should have known this was going to happen. But it didn't. He even confided in, in Tony Schiavone, who people say he is his right-hand man. Now, the reason he put him that is because Tony Schiavone was witness all this type of drama that took place back in WCW. And I understand. You need someone who understood this type of scenario, this situation. You, he could have, but in my opinion, Tony Khan could have had Conan, you know, to be that guy too. Because Conan under, knows Tony Khan is not the kind of guy who wants to be mean to anybody. He knows that he's the sweetest person, and and you know he's cool with the with the elite. But right now the question does remain: CM Punk started this mess from the start, and this should have been avoided from the very beginning. Now, the obvious question does remain: Where did they go from there? From this altercation all the way to dynamite. Now. We know what happened all out. Punk become the AEW World Champion again. Well, he he actually again against when he defeated Mox. Then here comes MJF. 
But what we were trying to find out, how is this? We were hearing suspensions going left and right about it, you know. And it was told that, of course, the um, the Bucks, Kenny, uh, Pat Buck, they were everybody else was suspension, and especially CM Punk. That's a tricky situation that were they got themselves into. But I feel bad for what happened to Tony Khan when he had to address uh, this to uh, the the fate of the AEW World Title and the Trios Title to the fans, saying that they were vacant, they had to be stripped. Um, but he did played a very good move where he had the crown brand new trios champions. He put in uh, the best friends in Orange Cassidy along against the the Death Triangle. I think there was a right move with that. But the world title that's a little different. You can't just reward who was the last. You have to keep moving forward to figure that out. I say he did the right move because the thing is we can't let people get away with shit like this. This is the problem. WCW had that already. But they can't let this run away. They have to keep moving forward. Now, I did hear that uh, Jericho, Moxley, and a few others gave like a, some sort of a pep talk, tried to bring the morality back into the right place now that this whole thing is taken care of. I say AEW are going back to this location. Now, for all you fucking WWE loyalists, if you're thinking for a solitary second right now, that AEW is going to fall apart and disappear. Well, think again. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants this to succeed. So better luck next time. Or as James Stonewood says, sorry about your damn luck. But right now, I'm glad that this thing is well being dressed. Now, however, there is an internal investigation over the altercation. The obvious question is, will there be dismissals from the company? Now, many people are voting. They're saying, it's CM Punk. He started this mess. Now, the so I say that could be the possibility because he threw the first punch, despite the fact that the, that the Bucks bursted into his dressing room. But this is a, a delicate situation, in my opinion, so we don't know for sure how this is going to play out. But all we got to do is wait and see. I just hope if it's Punk... I'm good with it. I, I, I have no problem with it. So we'll, we'll see what happens then. Now, moving on. Now, as you know, we had the WWE Clash of at the Castle. I have to say one of the best matches for me. This one is personally a five-star match. It's for the Intercontinental Championship between Gunther and Sheamus. Oh, my God. That is one of the biggest matches I've ever enjoyed because it was hard. It was balls. I have to say it was amazing. Now, I want to be fair with all of you. Gunther, who when he was Walter, he actually threw in the best matches. Like, it told a story whenever it comes to Gunther. It's like Gunther has shown he is the most dominated individual on the planet. He's shown, come on, take me on. Let's see if you got what you got to take. And I think that shall, that's what I see in in Gunther, a.k.a. Walter. That's always been the thing about about him that I enjoy. He's the guy who's showing I'm dominant. No one can stop me. Respect the goddamn ring. That's always what I like about him. Here's Sheamus, a guy who's like trying to dethrone the guy. I have to say, that match was amazing. Not to mention they were tired, battered, bruised. I'm like, damn. 
I mean, look, as a fan, I love when it comes to matches like that. And I have to say, this was a really good match under Triple H's leadership. If you don't believe that, then screw you. But that's the kind of match I enjoy. Excuse me. So yes, now, some of you may say the same thing as me. Even my brother said the same thing about that match with Gunther and Sheamus. It should be a five-star match. Now, I know some of you may not like Dave Meltzer, the way he actually throws in his little star matches. I get it. We all do. But in our opinions, we can say that's a five-star match. Let's leave it as that. Let's leave it at that. Now, some interesting news coming in the world of Japan. You may have heard recently we have been seeing wrestlers from both Noah and Dragon Gate have been appearing. Now, this happened, as you know, recently. It started with Eita from when he, former, former leader of R.E.D., who has made appearances there as a member of Los Perros del Mar de Japón. Him and two others challenged for the Open the tri Triangle Gate Championship in Dragon Gate. And I think they're still the champions. I'm not sure yet. But then, of course, we saw that with Stinger. Back and forth, they've been doing this. So, I don't know what to make of that. But I have to say, it told a very interesting story. So, basically, Ata's been going back and forth with Dragon Gate the entire time. But, however, recently, this past Sunday on... September 3rd, I believe, yes. Members of the Noah Jr. regular army showed up during a match between the Z-Brats, formerly known as R.E.D., versus Natural Vibes. Now, the rivalry between those two factions is because Shun Skywalker believes, them, believes that KZ and the Natural Vibes are an embarrassment to pro wrestling. But... The Noah Jr. regular army saved them. But what's strange is Yohei actually was happy to be there because if you guys know this, Yo as you know, Yohei is one of my favorite wrestlers in Noah. Yeah. He actually started training over there in Dragon Gate. So it appears there's going to be something like a joint show between both. Exactly. Now, those who know this about Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate are mostly a junior heavyweight competitors. Anywhere below the 250-pound mark. And you probably question, how is it that, that this work with Noah? I don't know. Some of you may question, is Wrestle Universe going to own them or something? Or Cyberfight? No. Uh, Dragon Gate is owned by uh, Guy Ora, I think that's what's called. But if, of course, if Dragon Gate um, is acquired by Cyberfight, I say it would be cool because... Nobody can deny the genius of Shinjiro Tagagi. Trust me. There's nothing like that. I'm sure this whole thing with Dragon Gate was something that might have been thought by uh, Daisuke Irada, who was considering throwing a bit of a junior heavyweight all-star event or something. But right now he's out on injury. 
So I have to say that was the whole point. But uh, I heard that there's going to be a press conference on that very soon. Uh, hopefully I catch it. And hopefully there's an English translation about that. So we'll see about that. Now, speaking of Pro Wrestling Noah, we just witnessed the last official match of the Great Muda. Yes, folks, you know that. You know who's behind the mask? That is legendary wrestler Keiji Muto. Now, Muto has announced that he's going to be retiring, but the match that he wanted to do as the Great Muda took place in Osaka, Japan. Now, you say, why is that special with that particular place if you guys follow the story about the great muda the great muda was born in osaka that was the whole point so what better way to say this is the beginning of the great muda where he began and this is the end of great muda now his match was he teamed up with nosawa rangai taking on also teaming up with a mystery partner that turned out to be the great okan their opponents is none other than red keno uh, tadasuke and I uh, believe uh, Soya Manabu. But the one thing that was really interesting is how Great Okan spreading his United Empire BS to Noah, trash talking them. I hate to say this, guys. I have a feeling that the United Empire are going to bring their little war, their little self righteous empire to Noah. But I know the one person who's not going to take that likely, and that is, of course, Keno. You know why? Keno, he is all for Pro Wrestling Noah. He will fight for Pro Wrestling Noah at any cost. That's who he is. However, during, after the match, you know for a fact this was a moment that I saw. Great Okan has his sights set on the GHC Heavyweight Championship that Keno has in his possession. So basically, he's telling him, I'm coming for your title, Keno. I'm going to take that. And you know Keno, he's a bit of a badass. He's the kind of guy who's not going to take any crap from uh, from Great Okan. But however, I don't think Muda's going to take that kindly out of him. So he uh, betrayed him by giving him the green mist at his face. So I did not expect that from him. But I say, well, you know what? He deserves it because he trash-talked Noah and all this and that. I'm sure Kendall's like, well, at least that's taken care of. So, but <laughs> Great Okan was leaving the damn place like crawling out of the ring like act, acting like he he was in a freaking horror movie like ah! that's what he was doing the entire time but the obvious question is where do we go from here will the great okan come back with members of the united empire to conquer noah that is the good possibility but i'm no one person that's not going to take this kindly with khan making all this trash talk and that is keno he will fight for Pro Wrestling Noah, and that's something I have seen many times. Now, more on the Japanese subject. As you know, Stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling are now doing a joint show. They announced for the upcoming IWGP Women's Championship. Now, this is something that has been brought upon since 2019. So, the obvious question is how they're going to proceed it. Now, there was a press conference recently where they have some shows that was going to take in for the historic crossover that's been talking. Apparently, Mayu Iwatani mentioned that she thought she was going to be involved in that show, but it, teaming up with, of course, the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tanahashi. But it looks more like it's going to be that she's going to be involved. 
Now, how did they choose the wrestlers that they put in? Now, this is exactly what they tried. There's four competitors on the stardom bracket, then three on the international bracket. So that is kind of like, okay, that makes perfect sense. So it was already announced for the international bracket. Two wrestlers have been announced. And these were two women who have been the world of stardom champions, a.k.a. the Red Belt. That is, of course, the Ava and, of course, Jazzy Gilbert from Germany, also known as Alpha Female. Um, but I don't know who the third person is. But, however, I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone from our familiar past. Right now, my th guess who could be that person, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be Tony Storm. Think about it. Tony Storm is a well-recognized wrestler. She has been a Red Belt champion. So I say if I was stardom, I would put her on the map as part of the international bracket. Now, that match will take place, I believe, on the 23rd of October. While the international bracket, the first round, will take place on the 2nd of October for Royal Quest 2. So it will be on the second night, I believe. Now, as for the stardom bracket, how did they proceed? Well... They got all six leaders of the respected units from Stars, Cosmic Angels, Oda Tai, Queen's Quest, God's Eye, and of course, DDM. Now, Sudi, oh my god, I thought it was so funny. She had the worst luck in the universe. Now, if you guys remember what happened last year when they were doing that whole thing with the match that's going to take place in... La the last Wrestle Kingdom for the stardom match that they set up. Sudi picked the, the blank stick. So she was out. She did it again and uh, <laughs> it just went black. However, who were the next ones? Well, we had Starlight Kid and Mayu picked up. They got the red tip. Basically, they're in. But then there's three more left. It was Tam. Julia and Starlight Kid. So apparently Julia and Starlight Kid remain, but Tam Nakano was out. But however, they haven't announced how the bracket's going to take place between these two. So that is still unclear in every way. However, the bracket for the stardom will begin on the 22nd of October, and then later it's going to go on to the semifinals on the 23rd of October. And then later, the finals will take place exactly on November 2nd. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm just not sure yet how it's going to proceed. But we're going to have to find out who's going to be in what matches. This is going to take place. This will be announced possibly right after the 5-star Grand Prix. Because right now, we're still in the 5-star Grand Prix. We're almost done with that. So we're just going to have to be patient on that. Now, our final topic of this episode you may have heard jungle kiona it will be coming to the united states very soon she should be on her way now i believe she's now been booked with many promotions in the u.s like west coast pro uh jersey championship wrestling uh prestige wrestling uh two events coming from deadlock pro wrestling in all of this it's still like whoa he, she's getting matches uh everywhere Oh, yeah, and she also got matches in Garden State Pro Wrestling, too. A new one that opened up in Jersey. So, I'm like, wow, it's kind of interesting. And then I find out, okay, Jung Kiona has a, someone who's been handling her booking, and that is, of course, 
legend Sumi Sakai. Now, Sumi, as you know, she, this will be her last year being as a wrestler. So, I say it was a good choice that she's helping her out with her bookings. So, I'm sure she's going to be going with her because uh, I'm not sure if Jung Kiona actually speaks English. That's the thing that stills unknown to me. However, I did find out that the, her match at Prestige Wrestling that's going to take place in October 30th. She's going to be facing a familiar face. And that familiar face is none other than, of course, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, Deanna Prazo. Now, if you guys know this, Deanna Prazo has wrestled in stardom before. So it's like, long time no see. So I'm kind of curious how this whole thing between two, these two are going to take place. Now, I do know one match I'm kind of curious to see with her um, is going to be Deadlock Pro Wrestling. She's going to face off against... Maya Yuhiki, another wrestler who I know is going to be want to wrestle in the U.S. and the U.K. So I do know Maya Yuhiki knows how to speak English because I understand that uh, she studied bilingual. So I'm kind of excited for Joe Kiona. And I'm not sure if you guys heard this or not. I think she got recently got married. So congratulations on that. I'm not sure if this is something she wanted to do before going to the States or if her husband, whoever, is coming with her. I'm not sure about that yet. That is still unknown to me as a fan. But one thing I can say, I'm excited for her making her way to the U.S. But however, that doesn't end there. Now, if you guys heard or not, no one ex her last match that she had in uh, Japan was the Hanakamura Memorial Show that took place this year in Bagus. That was her ma last match she had. But the biggest surprise took place was uh not too long ago i think it was in june or july one of the two she made an appearance in a post match at nomads it was strange that she showed up even natsumi uh sarumi natsu who knows her pretty well can't believe she was there <laughs> so why did she showed up there now keep in mind jungle kiona she is no longer part of the stardom roster and i think that tells us okay she's now a freelancer freelancers get to go to nomads that's their home now so i think that's kind of their place to be now it's still unclear when her match with nomads would take place because nomads takes their matches a little different um i think the first match took place back in may and i think it took three months to do another one Yes, in August. Last August, yes, I remember. The second one was in August, I remember now. So that was the time she showed up. So possibly her the next Nomads match will take place. Let's see, we're in September, October, possibly November. Yeah, so she could be making her way for the November show. Now, it's still unclear what matches, who's going to participate, any older wrestlers that have participated in the first two. I will be following on that with the Nomads as soon as possible. But I'm excited for it. So I'll keep a prize on that as soon as possible. So I think that's pretty much it with all the topics we got to covered. So I hope everybody enjoys this. And I'll see you the next time. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang.